Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I am super excited about this episode. I have an amazing guest, another author. I enjoy authors, and this person is just truly fabulous. I have none other than First Lady Lottie Pitts with us. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about her new book, but before we do this, you know this is a new season. If you want to keep seeing amazing content on the show, you got to do three things. Connect with me on Instagram at cvnk33. Hit me up, subscribe to the YouTube page at Cody Vernon Kelly, CV Space K. And if God leads you to support me in any way, there's my cash app information below. But this is an exciting episode. We are covering the new book from this author called The Fifth Season, God's Promise to You. Really focusing around Galatians chapter 6 verse nine. And I'm sure it's going to be an exciting episode. But with that being said, First Lady Pitts, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. How are you today? I'm great. You know, it's Monday. Uh, Monday to me, I love Mondays. Everybody looks forward to the weekend. I look forward to the week because I just like production. Hit the gym early this morning, didn't think I was going to make it. Uh, but I made it. I got up on time, even though I kind of dragged out of bed and it was leg day. So I'm super sore, but I'm super excited about this okay. opportunity. I'm super excited about this episode. It's going to be fun. Uh, before we said that, y'all support, go buy the book. That's just for here. You know, say it's going to be an amazing just ride. But I always get, you know, I always want to ask this question. Anytime an author releases something, right? Mm-hmm. They go through a process, you know, it's just not, you know, 10, 10 words and pen to paper. It's, it's a real thought process that was behind the creation of this. So I always start up and say, what inspired you to write this book? Well, you know, uh, so many of our people, the people of God are suffering. They are going through tests and trials especially during this pandemic, they are hurting, not just physically so, but spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and financially. And I believe God inspired me to write this book to encourage, to uplift, motivate, and empower the child of God to hold on to their faith in him while waiting on their due season. Galatians 6 and 9 reads, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So my book is to encourage and to uplift and empower the child of God to hold on and to not throw in the towel and quit, as Paul say, and not faint. Because in due season, we are going to reap if we faint not. So the primary primary purpose of my book is to encourage the child of God to hold on while they're waiting on their due season. Look, I love it. I love it. I, I think, I think you nailed it on the head. I, I uh, had a conversation. Just gonna, <laughs> I was in the sauna and uh, you know, you I don't talk in the sauna. It's a very weird place to have a conversation, but uh, mm-hmm. this guy's talking to me and he's like, you know, I've never seen so many people who just want to quit. You know, and I don't even know if it's um, it's necessarily allocated to just the specific niche of being a believer. I think it's more it's a human thing. Like, yes, the the the, the pandemic, the political confusion, the divisiveness, uh, you know, the Bears having a terrible team, you know, like all of it <laughs> together has created just 
this heightened sense of burden, right? Mm-hmm. To the point people just don't want to continue. And I think positivity and encouragement is a is a virtue right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a skill set that is not really being heavily used. It's, it's almost like people are being forgotten about. Yes. So in writing this, and you're dealing with the fifth season, did, did you ever come to a point in, in your literary process that it was like, you know, I know I'm writing it to encourage others, but God, are you really saying this? You know, because sometimes, and I, and I ask that because sometimes when people keep hearing God is going to do, God is going to do, God is going to do, and God doesn't do, at least in the way that you think he should or in the timing that you think he should, more than discouragement happens a disconnect and unbelief can occur, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when writing this, how did you overcome uh, those feelings of, of doubt or God, is this really you? How did you overcome that? Well, first thing, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Listen, if God said it, he's going to perform it. And in my book, I, really encourage not just believers, but those that are trusting in God to rely and trust in his word. If God made you a promise, you are going to live to see it happen. Why? Because God is a promise keeper. So when God gave me this book to write, it really started back last year during the month of May in 2020, when I gave a message, your fifth season has arrived. And that message stuck with me. Hmm. And God began to deal with me. And I tell you, it was the beginning of this book. And in the book, God constantly reminds us that his word is true. In this book, it's not just my personal opinion or words of encouragement, but throughout the book, everything I wrote is reinforced by the word of God. And we know that his word is true. So even in writing the book, I relied upon his promises. And that is what kept me going. I like it. I like it. His word is true. So how do we, how do we I mean, I'll, we know that his word is true. How do we look for the signs? You said your fifth season has arrived, right? Like, so we think about like it's fall, right? Like we know it's fall because it's cold out and it's raining and it's windy. We know when it's summer, when it's hot, you know, like we know based on what we can feel, what we Mm -hmm. can observe, our senses interpret and say this is spring, summer, winter, fall. Mm -hmm. But a due season, how do we interpret that this is the timing in our life that whatever was promised by God for us is now going to happen? What, what are the things that we should look for? Well, you mentioned the four natural seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. Right. And just as these are recurring seasons each year, the child of God has due seasons in their lives that do occur. And we go through Uh, spring, we go through summer, we go through fall, we go through winter seasons in our lives spiritually so. And so we look forward to a time when we go through a winter season, no one wants to remain in a winter season, whether it's a natural season 
or a spiritual experience. And so when the Lord lift that and give us a release and bring about uh, an overflow, he brings about restoration. He brings about abundance. He brings about supernatural favor. When these things begin to occur, we know that we are in our fifth season. That is the due season Paul alludes to in Galatians 6 and 9. And he said, if we don't faint while going through our tests and trials, due season, the fifth season will arrive in our lives. I like it. You, you, you mentioned um, favor um, and some of the elements that the Apostle Paul describes as far as us discerning that God has positioned us to be where we are and the timing of where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how can we leverage favor and and not and what I'm and I what I mean by this, um, I think it's I think it's the Old Testament, and, and the Bible talks about in the favor of Daniel, and the Bible talks about oh the favor of David. It was like a specific favor for that specific person, mm-hmm. right? And I think, and, and I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but I, I think the scripture says, you know, uh, the favor of God that no man can take away, right? <laughs> right? Like, and then there's that level of favor. How do how do we get there um, through consistency? Well, you, you've got to live right. You've got to live holy. You've got to please the Lord. And most of all, you've got to maintain your faith in him. Hebrews 11 say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we must keep the faith. We must please him and expect our due season. I like That's it. what's going to bring us to that due season. I like it. Have you ever, and this is, you know, getting in, into maybe the writing or in a personal matter, have you ever lost faith or just had a, what I would call a down faith moment? Uh, you know, like I think um, during the pandemic, maybe before the pandemic, I think there are times where, you know, you know, I don't think that anybody that is truly in love with the Lord totally breaks away. Right. I think there's a distance, a distancing process. We call it backsliding, right? Though the saints used to call it backsliding, but I, I think maybe appropriately termed, there's just um a a slowing down of movement between us and him. Um, and it's not always because of sin or because of you know anything of that nature. It's sometimes it's just because of disappointment. Right. Like sometimes it's just because because I don't you know, I I think it's natural to believe and yet sometimes be disappointed. Right. It doesn't change who God is or how I feel about Mm -hmm. it. Just sometimes it, (laughs) you know, like, you know, you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I want a Harold's chicken and somebody comes with sharks, I might be disappointed. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm done with chicken altogether. It just means that, you know, something has occurred that has made me rethink for a time being. Yes. Is that is that like I won't say is that healthy, but 
how normal is that? Like, can we normalize um, uh, disappointment in faith? Well, we are human. Mm-hmm. We are humans. And disappointment, discouragement are going to come in life. And yes, sometimes it, it, it put a uh, damper on our faith, but we must hold on to whatever faith we have during that time. And we, one thing about going through tests and trials, it's going to try our faith. And the Bible says, when you faint during the time of adversity, your strength is small. And this is when we need to pray and ask God for strength to endure. This is the time we need to reach out to a prayer partner and ask them to pray with and for us that we don't lose faith in God. This is life. This is because we are humans. And so we're not to get discouraged to the point that we give up on God because God is faithful. And so we want to yet trust him even when we feel like uh, all hope is gone, all hope is not gone. And so we got to trust him regardless of disappointment, of discouragement that comes in our lives. We must trust them despite our feelings and how it looks or whatever is going on around us. We have to put our trust in God. The word of God say, lean not unto thine own understanding. What? Trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Amen. And lean not unto our own understanding. And in all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. That is the ultimate goal of a saint of God is to trust him regardless of what we're going through. Hmm. Trusting him regardless of what we're going through. That's that's easier said. <laughs> it's true. That's what it said. It's easier said than done. done. But it's true. It's totally true. So tell me about what is your favorite, you know, every, every author, you know, there's certain parts of the book that were, that was easier to write. There's certain parts of the book that was like, this is my favorite part. What is your favorite part of the book? Well, let me put uh, chapter three in the spotlight. Uh, The title of chapter three is stay on faith street. And it shares a story that pastor Joel Osteen shared with Steve Harvey. And I believe this chapter is going to be a tremendous uh, boost to those who are feeling low in spirit and and wants to give come in. A lot of times we feel like we're not worthy. We feel like it's not going to happen. So we don't ask. But the Bible say, ask and it shall be given. And so we need to ask God. A lot of times we don't have because we don't ask. But if we ask him, The word says it shall be given. And so this chapter is one of my, uh, uh, I would say, favorite chapters. There are others that I love, but that one comes to mind when you ask that question. Perfect. Perfect. I like it. Is there, can we, can we ever, uh, you know, the Bible talks about asking a miss, you know, and I've heard it preached many different ways, uh, you know, uh, something that doesn't get said now. 
I feel like the the older saints would say is, Lord, if it be thy will, you know, when I was growing up, I would hear that like uh, as much as I would hear in Jesus name. Amen. Lord, if it be thy will, like, you know, so now it's almost like we, we kind of bully God, be like, no, Lord, <laughs> you know, Tuesday at three, you know, that thing better be there, you know, so uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a different conversation that we have with God. Do, do, do you think we can become self-centered in our prayer requests, right? Like, have we entered into a, have we entered into a phase, even in the faith that it's more about us than about the kingdom or the well-being of others? Well, that's why we need to pray, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Because we want what God wants for us. And when the scriptures say ask amiss, that's asking without faith. But even in asking by faith, we want to remain in his will and we want what his will is for our lives. So sometimes, yes, we can be self-centered when we are praying and asking God for things. That's why we always want to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And that way, because God knows what lies ahead and he can give us what we're asking for. But if it's really not his will, things can can turn against us rather than for us. So God knows all. So we want to pray according to his will. Thy will be done. Hmm. Hmm. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, we want, I think all of our conversation um, with God has to be truthful. It has mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. open uh, and also has to come up under the blood, right? Like yes. it can't yes. be something that, <laughs> you know, is offensive to his Holy Spirit. It has to be up under his will and guided by the word of God, right? He's got to um, line up with his will. Yes. That, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm afraid of what I would call uh, the, I don't want to say that, but I'm afraid that we are, we are praying or servicing God outside of the context, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and not in his will. Yes. And to me, there's a danger because, I call it the irresponsibility of mysticism, right? So it's like we want the spirit of the Lord without the accountability of the Lord and the gifts and the callings of the Lord or the, the miraculous and, you know, the, the, uh, the offerings and the services and all the cool stuff that comes with being with God has instead of just the love of God and what he really values. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost a very, selfish presentation that I feel like is, is, is saturating the realm of faith because now everybody, and I don't know, you know, everybody's talking about manifesting this and manifesting, but it's like this inward um, expression of something that really doesn't belong to you. Right. Right. Like, 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 you know, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm sounding old, maybe I'm whatever, whatever. But I remember that the name of the Lord was sacred, Mm -hmm. right? Like he was Mm -hmm. sacred and he was holy 
and you couldn't just you couldn't just say his name, you know, to just be whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so funny. Like sometimes I see kids running around in church. I was like, I remember that if you was running around and you got anywhere near the pulpit, they would almost like no, treat it like the Ark of the Covenant. You know, like if you touch yeah, that yeah. pulpit, you would just die. You know, like yeah, right. so it was. It was maybe and it was superstition. Maybe it was you know uh, fearful, but it it created a certain level of reverence. Like, hey, you know, this is not just the house of God, but this is God. You know, let me come correct. <laughs> you know, right. not just be out here. You know, whatever. But that I think that's just food for thought. Uh, so you've written this book, fifth season, God's promise to you. You've written it to really cater to those who have suffered and in need of encouragement, who really feel like, you know, God, where are you? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you focused heavily on Galatians six and nine, talking about in due season. Um, I think every author picks a theme for their writing, uh, because it's, it's where they draw the strength from, where they draw the, the, the inspiration. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's where the Lord is leading them and and allowing them to focus on a particular thought and Galatians six and nine stood out to you. Why Mm -hmm. Galatians and not, you know, like, you know, Exodus, right? Like, why not talk about the deliverance of the children of Israel? Why, why Galatians and and not some of these other scriptures? Well, I chose Galatians six and nine because it is such an, an encouraging verse in the Bible to the believers. A lot of times we struggle, we go through, and we need something to look forward to. And a lot of times uh, there are so many benefits there in the word of God for us to enjoy. And so this just opened the door for me to share what the word of God offers to the child of God. And this is one of the reasons why I picked Galatians 6 and 9 to focus the theme of my book and the subject on. Because it's such an encouraging and uplifting verse. Paul is saying, if you do not throw in the towel, if you do not quit, if you do not give up, if you do not give in, if you do not give out while going through your tests and trials, there is a due season that awaits you. And in this due season will be your season of restoration, abundance, overflow. And as I said before, a supernatural favor. The Hmm. favor of God cannot be bought. The favor of God will get you indoors that you cannot get in except but for the Lord's favor. And so that's why I picked Galatians 6 and 9. It's an encouraging to me, and I know it's an encouraging to the followers of Christ. And I have centered my book around that verse but not only that verse uh brother kelly all throughout the bible i really reinforce what i am saying with the word of god from the beginning to the end Hmm. i like it i like it well look i appreciate it i want to give you the spot we got five more minutes left Take at least the next two, three minutes. I want people to connect with you. I want them to, you know, learn where they can purchase the book and and, and get it and obtain it right in time for the holidays. You're about to hit Black Friday. 
But for the next two minutes, you know, there's a lot of people out there that might be feeling discouraged, uh, might be feeling let down by God, let down by others, uh, and they just need to hear something. You know, what would your word or the word of the Lord giving you to them? What would that be? Well, the word I will give to you is be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Child of God, the devil would have you to give up on God's promises. But as I said before, if God made you a promise, you are going to live to see it happen. Don't give up. Don't lose faith. Don't throw in the towel regardless of what's going on around you or how it looks or how it feels. Hang on in there. God is mindful of you. And let me just say this, God's got you on his calendar. And when your day of appointment comes, you are going to receive a breakthrough, a miracle, a supernatural miracle, amen, of deliverance. God is going to give you victory, but he wants you to hold on and keep the faith and don't doubt. And he will deliver you and give you a turnaround like never before. God bless you. And I want you to stay encouraged in the Lord because help is on the way. I love it. Help is on the way. I'm going to receive that for myself personally. Yes. Help is on the way. So first lady Pitts, where can they purchase the book? Where can they go out? What website can they go to? Where can they get it from you? Well, I've got a few. Uh, let me share with you. You can order the book, The Fifth Season, God's Promise to Us, on Amazon.com. You can go to my own personal website, LottiePitts.net. And also my publisher has a website for me, and it is TheOutskirtsPress.com slash The Fifth Season. And I know that's a lot to remember. So if you don't remember anything else, you can go to the Amazon.com and order the fifth season, God's promise to us. God bless you. God bless you. Y'all connect with her. Hit her up on Facebook. Go to her website. If you're like me, I order I ordered Amazon today. I ordered my groceries via Amazon. Order everything that I pretty much do via Amazon because I just don't like getting out into the public and actually commuting in traffic. Uh, put it in, get the fifth season, hit her up, go to the website, lottiepits.net, connect, you know, follow her on, 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 on the on the social media, buy from there, or uh outskirtspress uh, slash the fifth season connect, buy the book. I always say support gets supported and if you want to keep seeing amazing influencers amazing leaders like we have today you got to do three things i said at the beginning of the show first connect with me on instagram at cvmk33 and second thing subscribe to the youtube page is how i keep rolling let me know hey cody doing a good thing i appreciate it yes. at cody Bertinelli, cv space k and if god leaves your heart you can drop a leak <laughs> yes. whatever you yes. do it however yes. you do it i accept I appreciate it. This has been an amazing, y'all. Get the fifth season, 
God's promise. Us to us. God's yes. promise to us. Now, ladies we and are included. We are we're included. included. <laughs> you, me, and everybody, we're included. So I encourage the uh, audience to please support Brother Kelly. It is a blessing. It is truly a blessing. And I will be supporting him. And I want you to support him as well. You will I reap mean. just what you sow. God bless you. God bless you. That's true. I appreciate it. Until next time, guys. Thanks.